Hey everyone, it's Yash Chaturi with the Turn On Engagement podcast. And today we've got Kathy Kennedy, Director of Internal Communications at Liberty Mutual Insurance on the show. As one of the largest global insurance companies in the world and over tens of thousands of employees, Kathy's going to talk to us about how they weathered the COVID-19 crisis, some interesting things they learned about their workforce, and how their management overcame challenges through some really great initiatives and interesting techniques that will now be a solid part of their future moving forward. She also gives some insights into what a new back to workplace setting might look like for the fall. It's all coming up here next on the Turn On Engagement podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Yash Chithray with the Turn On Engagement podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Kathy Kennedy, who is the Director of Internal Communications at Liberty Mutual Insurance uh, here in hot but beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, So welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you reaching out and inviting me to join. Awesome, awesome. Looking forward to chatting with you here really quickly. Um, you've, you know, we've got a lot of different things that we can talk about. I think one of the, the big burning topics that a lot of our audience uh, really loves to hear about, particularly with the stories that come out of it for different co- companies, different industries, is how you've addressed employee engagement during COVID-19, your uh, employee communications. How have you kept the flow of that communications going to your workforce um, tell us the story. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody, everybody starts off with kind of last year and then kind of takes us through it, but what was that like? What was the experience and, and how has it impacted you? It was fast and furious. I can remember, you know, as, as things, <laughs> sorry. To say the least. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As things began escalating, I mean, gosh, you know, back in, it's hard to remember, but it was what January of, of 2020 and, you know, it's still very distant to us here in the U.S but we have operations around the world. So we were hearing as things were progressing, as the pandemic was progressing um, through other countries. And then we really began our communications here in the U.S. I believe it was in February when the travel ban started for our U.S. um, employees. And then things slowly creeped in over the West Coast and we started just closing offices kind of one by one, starting up in Washington and then Oregon and California and then eventually March 16th was the day that we announced, okay, everybody in the U.S., mandatory work from home. And if, if at that point, a lot of people were, were at home. Um, but for those people that were still in the office, it was, it was like leaving, saying goodbye to your friends at the end of um, the school year when you know you're not going to see them all summer. So it was kind of a, a sad day, but we all went home. Um, so then our technology organization sprung into action to make sure that we could support our workforce of over 40,000 employees um, globally. So everybody was set up with the technology they needed to stay connected and, and do their job and service our customers. And then as communicators, we had to quickly convene and figure out, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to keep our people informed of what's happening? So we, we created, or we, we were at that point engaged with daily calls with our enterprise safety and business continuity teams, um, public affairs, our diversity, equity, inclusion teams, um, employee relations, legal, all the, all the people that need to be at the table as key decisions are made. So, you know, in terms of when we'd be updating policies and timelines and things like that, and just really keeping updated on the evolving pandemic. 
So from those calls, then we created, a, you know, there's a sub communications team. So then we could take what we knew we needed to let employees know and figure out, okay, how are we, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, you know, keep our employees informed in this environment that we're in now where we're all working from home. <clears throat> so one of the first things we did was to stand up a, um, within our internet, we stood up a, a, a site, a subsite within our internet, which we called our COVID-19 site pages, whatever we want to call it, mini site, where we were able to put, we decided we put all of our updates there. So that's where we would continue, continue to drive people do, to for the information they needed. Um, we knew that people needed to hear from their leaders. Um, so we coordinated frequent and transparent leadership communications across the enterprise to keep employees informed. And, you know, part of this involved partnering with multiple functions across the company to make sure that we were keeping employees aware of any policies and resources created to support them through this, whether it be their physical, financial, um, or mental health and well-being. Um, part of that was um, also creating new channels and tactics to engage our employees globally, because we knew that, you know, just having a central website wasn't the, the end all be all because we have employees around the world and they, they access things in different ways. We knew that the leaders would play a big role in the communication. So that was a big part of our strategy was having the communications because we know that employees will listen to information when their managers share it with them. So that was kind of one of the, the key drivers of our strategy. We also, one thing I, sh I should say, I should have said this up front is, um, at Liberty, our values are foundational for how we treat each other, our customers, our communities. And we have five values, which are to be open, keep it simple, put people first, make things better and act responsibly. So anytime, any decision we made, any communication we wrote, um, anything that we were doing would ladder up to our values. That's fantastic. I, I, yeah. I I love hearing about the values. So obviously, you know, with a company your size, 40,000 employees, so values, you know, having that mission, vision, values, and that culture is, is an integral part of it. Um, I also really love to hear that, you know, leadership played a big role and stepped up to the plate because leadership communications in a time of crisis is the most important thing um, yes. when it comes top down. I'm curious, did you, um, how did you get feedback from employees on things? Was there anything bottom up where you, you considered, you know, the needs or the ideas or things coming from the employees? Like, was there any groundswell? We did, we actually began surveying our employees pretty quickly when the pandemic hit, when we, when we went into work from home, because we knew that we, we wanted to make sure that the way we were responding um, made them feel safe. Um, that they knew that we were putting their needs first and that they could, they could trust us. So we did, we created um, ongoing pulse surveys throughout the pandemic. Um, we've, we've slowed them down now and they've, they've spun a little bit now because now it's more about, you know, what are you thinking about in terms of coming back to the office? But that was really the way we were gauging throughout the, throughout the course of 2020. And our response rates were amazing. Employees were being very open and honest with um, how they were feeling about the way we were responding the resources we were providing, um, how they were feel, how they, how it made them feel to be hearing from their leaders on a regular basis, and then also their feedback on some of the 
you know, once we get, once we got past um, sort of standing up the web pages and standing up the cadence of when leaders would communicate and all the, like the health and well-being resources, then if, then we sort of, then we took a step to think about, okay, now we've got all that in place. How can we do, you know, what are the engaging and fun things we can do with employees now that we're in this virtual setting? And we, at that point, we knew that we would be for a while. So right. we, we had, we looked for creative ways to, aside from just the, you know, the very tactical communications, like how can we really, you know, make people feel inspired, engaged and have some fun. So one of the first things we did was um, our version. I don't know if you remember John Krasinski's some good, some good news. We created yeah. our own version, some good Liberty news. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was, it was really well-received. Um, we actually asked employees to submit their own stories of how they were engaging with each other through, uh, they were doing virtual competitions for giving back in their communities, celebrating their heritage. Some groups were doing, um, I mean, really amazing things like virtual songs and dances and like talent shows and things like that. So we were able to pull all these stories together and do a monthly release of some Good Liberty News. And our CEO would, um, he was he was sort of the mouthpiece behind it. And um, we, we would publish it in a way there where employees could comment so we could really see how they were feeling about receiving that and engaging in the content. So that was, that was a really positive thing for us. Um, that's, that's great. And you know, when your leadership gets involved, it also very, humanize, very, it humanizes I, I have to, yeah. Our leadership was amazing. I mean, I, I can't commend them enough in terms of how they really stepped up from the very beginning when the pandemic hit, you know, they were there, they were visible, you know, aside from the enterprise wide communications we were sending out, the leaders were then, you know, continuing to engage and, and reach out to employees within their own businesses. So that in, throughout the entire year, which was amazing. Yeah. And, it, and it's great that, you know, the humanizing point of it is so important. It's also just for your employees to, you know, understand and realize that, you know, we all have common problems, right? I yeah. mean, we all go to work, we all do the same things, but you know, we're all, we were all in, we're all certainly still in the pandemic together. Yes. And these issues are common, no matter who it, it, it knows, it knows no boundaries in terms of your name, your title, your rank, or who you are. And, and it, it, it's, it's almost like the, I get it moment, right? It's like, look, I yep. get, it. I, I know what you're going through. I, I feel your pain, just like you, I got, you know, maybe I'm married, maybe I've got kids, maybe I've got this situation and you can relate to that too. Um, yep. and, and this is how, you know, and maybe it's in a fun way with, with the storytelling and the things like that, but, um, this is how I got through it, right? This was our therapy. This is how we did it, um, in a, in a fun and, 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 uh, engaging way. Um, and maybe that's something you continue way beyond the pandemic as well. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if I, if you try to pull a silver lining out of all of this, um, are there any, were there any programs like this or initiatives or things that you did? that are just now gonna be a staple of Liberty Mutual because it, you know, it happened in a pandemic and we didn't think about it until we had to think about it, but it, it was so good that we're gonna keep it going. Definitely, well, the Some Good Liberty News, that's, gonna, that's continuing on and it's a, little, yeah. it's a little different version from what it was before, but still it's, it's, it's a monthly thing that will continue. Um, another thing that we began work or that we launched I guess it was this year when it actually launched is our own version it's called the Great Liberty Cookbook um so what we did we knew we knew that over the past year you know a lot of people were sharing more about themselves like to to what you the point you just said people were being more open about their personal lives partly because I think when you're 
in virtual meetings with people, you can literally see into their homes, into their lives. Um, so, and, and we know that cooking and food is something that brings people together. So um, I wasn't responsible for this personally, but my, my, my people on my team were um, are the Great Liberty Cookbook. So we solicited recipes from around the world and published our very first cookbook. I think, I think we had over 850 recipes submitted. We just put out our first edition and we're, and we had um, one of the ways we were promoting it was actually having some of our executives testing out the recipes in their own kitchens. So then we had the videos for employees to watch. So that was oh, actually a lot fun. of fun. Oh, yeah. That is cool. And people were trying the recipes and it was, it was, it was a really good program. So I think we're going to, the cookbook will also continue in some way, shape or form. I think they're figuring out like, what is the next, what is, what is the next sort of iteration of the extension of the cookbook? So wow. that was one fun thing. That's great. And I can, I can imagine the connections that probably made, like, you know, an executive trying out, you know, another employee's recipe. Yeah. And you go back to work or something someday, maybe they can meet and actually be like, well, here's how it was supposed to taste. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know, exactly. It was a lot of fun. And, like and they just, you know, they, it was so informal and fun and people were just having a great time with it. And right. I don't, I don't know how other companies, you know, I'm, I'm curious, but for us, um, one of our, we were in the process before the pandemic hit of um, retiring Skype, which we were using before and um, mm-hmm. implementing Microsoft Teams right. globally. Mm-hmm. So we had just started that initiative, or I, I should say our technology team had just started rolling that out before the pandemic hit. And, you know, we were, there's always the worry about, okay, well, how, how are we going to get people to adopt this? You know, there's always sort of this, <clears throat> it, or there can be a struggle with technology because, you know, there's, some people adopt things very quickly, others it takes a while. But if there was any silver lining, lining I would I think that the um, pandemic somewhat accelerated our adoption of Teams because it was the way everybody was engaging and communicating. So it, we sort of all had to jump in and start using it right away. So it became the way we were communicating and, and holding meetings. And that was how you know, we were having peaks into people's personal lives because you'd be having a video meeting and then, you know, they're child or dog or pet or whoever would be hanging out in the background or doing a cameo so that became became a lot of fun so we had a lot of fun with teams backgrounds and and there's a lot of neat features in teams where you can do icebreakers and set up these like informal chats with people just to help people stay connected so we've really been leveraging the things that are available within our technology to um, keep that engagement going as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, you bring up a really good point. Technology obviously got fast forwarded and you know, mm-hmm. front burner. And, and a lot of times when any kind of technology, I know you guys were probably working on teams way before the pandemic and it was already, you know, sort of in, in the hopper in terms of rolling it out, but it just got, you know, accelerated. Um, you know, there's a, there's a feeling of sort of complacency or laziness to adopt new to any new technology, um, you know, when it gets rolled out and everybody kind of wants to stick with, to what they're comfortable with and what they're used to doing. The pandemic certainly, you know, pushed everybody into that uncomfortable place of we have to do this and we have to do this now. And, and it's the only other way. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind or I literally have no way of getting in touch with people other than just directly calling them, which just isn't efficient at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, you know, all types of, um, you know, learning software, training software, employee engagement apps, things like that. Uh, every company we've talked to, um, has implemented or is in the process of, you know, not being caught, you know, in this situation ever again and having the ability to communicate with their workforces, yep. no matter what, 
even if they get laid off, right? So even if there's a furlough or something like that, and that might be temporary, and you know, eventually we turn the, the the corner on the pandemic and people do come back to work. Well, I still want to keep in touch with that talent because um, you know it was good talent. I had to let it go for the financial reasons of you know an un- unforeseen circumstance. But you know, hopefully when you know, rain stops and the sun comes out again, I, I want everybody to come back to work. So how do I keep in touch with them and things like that? So exactly, I think that's that's kind of like the next step of, of what people are starting to think about um, in terms of, you know, Microsoft Teams and all that is great, but how do I, how do I continue to uh, communicate outside of that? And that also then leads into your external brand and things, uh, you know, things that you might be doing in terms of, you know, um, connecting the dots between employee engagement and customer engagement, right? So. Yeah. And we actually, um, on the external piece, um, so my, my team, we, we sit in the same function as our, our external PR partners. So in, in terms of just staying in touch and closely aligned on plans, we do that just by nature of the way we're structured. Uh-huh. We have um, not yet, I, I have seen other companies where they've actually sort of, I'm using air quotes, advertised like, you know, what their response has been. Um, uh-huh. We haven't actively done that yet. I actually can't say I know if we have plans to do it in the future. Um, but I have seen other companies do that. I think it's it's a really good story to tell. And I think Liberty has a great story to tell. So I would expect that we would be doing something like that, especially now that we're thinking about reopening our offices. Um, as I mentioned to you, you know, before we started talking here, um, we're now in the process of planning for our office reopening. Um, we have had we have had essential workers and in the office and in the field um, over the course of the last year, you know, as needed based on their role. It's, it's you know, it's not large number of people, but now we're what we've what we're targeting for what we're planning for is to hopefully open the majority of our be able to open the majority of our offices um, after Labor Day and bring you know start bringing employees back. And we're actually beginning in July in a lot of our offices, we're offering voluntary return for folks who might want to come in, you know, if they're feeling um, like they would be more productive in the office, or they just really need to, to get in and get a change of scenery. Right. I don't expect the numbers to be very high, but it just, it, it gives, it gives us a chance to kind of, you know, test things out. It gives employees a chance to come back and feel some sort of normalcy of what they felt before. Um, and then gives us time to prepare for that September return. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I, I would imagine it's it, you know it'll be obviously a hybrid situation, and yeah, you know, depending on how people want to you know are comfortable coming back in to the office. I, I hear both sides of the camp, right? So some people are like, oh no, I, I got to get on the you know I got to get on the commuter rail again, and I got to commute to Boston or something like you know I, I got to travel again, and 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 everything that goes throughout that and those that one and a half hours or two hours of commute time, I could, was more productive for me actually working from home. So I've heard those arguments and things like that, but then I've also heard, yeah, I need to get out of this house. My kids are driving me up the wall. Yeah, yeah, and get the productivity and see people and not have to use Microsoft Teams, actually sit in the conference room and talk to somebody, you know, uh, face-to-face. Yeah, and, and that's, well, so we've actually, um, just in the last, month we we announced like what our you know again using my air quotes what our our new normal is and you know we liberty had a a pretty flexible um, work environment prior to the pandemic where you know there were people doing hybrid schedules some people were 100 work from home others were 100 in the office 
we've learned so much over the last year in terms of, you know, how people can be more productive at home or, um, you know, what their preference might be, whether it's in an office or at home. So now we've, we've sort of expanded that even more. So there'll be even more flexibility for people. You know, there, there are definitely still some roles that I, that probably will be deemed more appropriate in an office, but we're going to, you know, think about how we use our offices a little differently in the future and, you know, maybe go in when we, it's really about collaboration because for the most part, most people are very productive at home, but it, it will be totally a hybrid, um, like you just said. So a little bit of, a little bit here and there. And one of the things that we're talking about now is, okay, we've got some people in the office in a conference room, but, you know, five of those people in that meeting could be virtual. So what is that experience like? So do, does everyone still bring their laptop and have a Teams meeting like we would have right now where we're all working virtually? So it's making sure that we're really being inclusive of our virtual workforce and not thinking of it like I'm in the office, I'm virtual. It's like, we're all, you know, how do we think about this? We're still, you know, one workforce, we're just communicating and connecting differently. So we're trying to be really mindful of that as well. Right, right. Yeah, there's there's all these situations that you don't know, you don't know what you don't know right now. And right. I think um, once you get into it and you, you know, you see what that experience is like sitting in the conference room and it's like, oh yeah, four of those people are virtual. Do, are they mm -hmm. having the same experience? Are they getting the same impact out of this meeting versus sitting face-to-face um, you know, does it make sense for us to all be virtual? Does it make sense for this meeting to just be like, no, 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 we should all be face to face. Um, it'll yeah. be more productive and more easier. So I think it's, I think it's going to take a good six months to a year for us to figure out all of those bumps in the road. And then exactly. It'll take be time. Well, be well prepared for, yeah, whatever, whatever comes down the pike, you know, sort of later on. Um, so, so that's great. I, yeah, I, I but think, I think I think at least after the pandemic, people who may not have been as open to, you know, that um, keep remaining being so inclusive of people, regardless of where you are, will be more open to that. Like, you know, having that yeah. experience themselves. Oh, I remember what it was like to be for virtual. So, OK, now I'm in the office. I want to make that person feel included. So. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a great point. The, the behaviors have certainly changed and the expectations yeah. have has, has definitely changed as well. So that's, that's, a, that's a great, great point to make. Well, this is, this has been really, really fascinating. And, you know, I love hearing how different companies are doing it. It sounds like you guys really weathered the storm very well at Liberty. I'm looking forward to hopefully someday seeing some of that come out into your external. Cause as a, as a internal yeah. communicator, I'm always like, Oh, it's such good internal stuff. Like the whole I world agree. needs to hear about that. You know, like I want to see Limu Emu and, and Todd talking about the employees. I guess Todd is the employee, right? In those ads. So, um, uh, well, he is an actor. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. Yes. He's an actor that plays an employee. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will, yeah. We will, and uh, we actually, we, we know that, um, based on you know our our most re throughout the course of the year as i mentioned we were doing the pulse results and 93% yeah. of our employees um, reported that they were satisfied with our response to the crisis oh, and wow. the, our leadership sentiment has improved 47% from pre covid um, to october 2020 so we we were really happy with that because it does prove that what you just said you know we were doing the right thing um, and people were feeling supported and, and safe and that's what oh. that was what mattered to us the most well that's that's 
great so. to hear. That is great. And then the world should hear that. You know, just yeah. I'm just thinking now from the customer engagement perspective, it's like, well, there's a company I'd like to do business with because Definitely. they get it, they take care of their people, they did the right thing. You know, when when push came to shove and took care yeah. of yeah and all that and that stuff and tried happen. to have some fun along the way and <laughs> have some fun along the way, which is which is the most important part of it. Otherwise, you know, what's yeah. the point? So so that's great. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for, for uh, taking the time to, to speak with us and, and let our audience sort of hear about Liberty Mutual's um, story. Um, all you listeners out there, um, uh, we will include uh, Kathy's uh, LinkedIn profile uh, in the comment section below. So if you wanted to uh, reach out to her and uh, connect with her on LinkedIn and continue the conversation, you know, we always uh, encourage all us peers to, to stay connected and, and talk to each other. Um, not just about, uh, you know, things that might be going on inside of your company, but also, um, you know, as we all progress through our careers and, and network and things like that, it's, it's good to make connections. So we certainly appreciate that and we encourage that. So thanks, Kathy. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you. I all hope right. you um, stay cool on this crazy heat wave we're having. We will. This, this <laughs> week is a great for all you listeners out there. This is a crazy hot week in, in, uh, in Boston. And um, it was, was not this hot. It was, it was cooler. And then all of a sudden it got crazy hot. But as they yeah. say in New England, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. Right? <laughs> and uh, it, it just changes that quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so Thanks. much. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey there, employee communications and HR folks. We've got some big news to share over here at Hub Engage. We've officially been made a Society of Human Resource Management recertification provider. So if you're a SHRM member and you're in need of getting your mandatory recertification credits, you can tune into our new webinar series where we educate and train you on a variety of HR-related topics and trends so you're up to date on your continuing education requirement. SHRM is a great place for all things HR, and with this exciting new partnership Hub Engage has created, we can now recertify you while you turn on engagement at the same time inside of your company. For more details and to sign up for a recertification course with one of our Hub Engage SHRM certified experts, Visit hubengage.com and click on the SHRM tab under resources to get started today.